you're listening to the Middle Cell Podcast with Danielle. Uh, I'm here with Ashen Crown. Um, I've got Kieran on vocals and Steve on bass. Stop. Guitar. Oh, this is my first interview now, guys, <laughs> of the whole weekend, and I've already botched it. Um, so, guys, fresh off the stage, how was that for you? That was the best thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys absolutely killed it. Um, Hits from the second you started, yep. just everyone going mad. You had the crowd in the palm of your hands. Unbelievable. I just, I, I, it's crazy. I didn't even start. I walked out and I was like, it is rammed. It is rammed. We haven't even started. It is rammed. <laughs> so I'm there trying to keep composed, you know, like game face, right? Go, let's go, let's go. We've got to play the gig. And then I walk on stage and then as soon as the roar went, I went, oh no, this is too much. So I'm like, right. And then we just went straight in and it was natural for us. Yeah, class, like, um, you just had the crowd right there for you, like, um, anything you asked them to do, they did. Yeah, no, so that was very strange, I, I always feel like, even though, like, metalheads can be extremely, like, lovely and kind and considerate, they can also be quite stubborn, so I wasn't sure how they would go, especially with a hand wave at the end, it's not the most metal of things, but, nope, they were straight in, and I, I love them for that, absolutely love them for that. And you guys didn't have to travel far at all to, to get here, did you? From, you're from Birmingham, aren't you? Uh, originally from Birmingham, yeah. Um, the guys uh, came in from Shrewsbury. Um, might turn around the corner Burton, so yeah, me and Paul from Birmingham. It's not too far from us, but. Cool. Well, lads, you've come so far since like 2017 you started, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, sure. And you played, what, like Amplified? Um, this, you played, this is your second time playing Bloodstock. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, do you know what, how, how did you score a slot for, for this year? Man, I, we don't really know. I mean, I think it was just like we made such an impression on the New Blood stage in 2017. We had a huge crowd then as well. That was crazy. So we were like, okay, maybe we've got something here. We carried on, released our debut album in 2019, then COVID hit, unfortunately. But we, you know, we remained positive and kept pushing the album. And I think that's that positivity and that energy and attentiveness and passion. I think got us the slot. If I'm honest. Yeah, we also uh, we came along well with special guest that we heard. Oh yeah. Simon was there, so he saw what we were, uh, you know, how we've grown, yeah, that's cool. um, how we can handle the bigger stage, and uh, obviously thought we got the, the minerals to do it, and yeah, we got, we got, we got the call, so. We smashed it. You did, you absolutely did, and you're following in the footsteps of Ten Ton Slug, yes, here's your repping Ten Ton Slug, wearing a t-shirt on stage and all, so um, so they, they seem, re- they, Bloodstock seem great at picking bands um, from Metal to the Masses to go on further. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at that bloodstock that you teamed up with Fat Angel uh, Management, wasn't it? Yes, it and was, and, yeah, yeah. and how, how has that kind of helped you progress further? I mean, Dan has been absolutely monumentally helpful. Like, without him, I don't think we would have actually got here, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah Dan's a uh, real, real significant part of our setup. Um, you know, he works so hard behind the scenes and keeps us all in check. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> when we have a bad day, he'll give us a slap and tell us to sort <laughs> ourselves out. And it's not got Dan. 
you know, and uh, <laughs> at the same time, like, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, if we start doubting ourselves, we'll, we'll be like, you know, shut up and get on with it, just do it, you know, you, you've got it, it doesn't take nonsense, and, and you know, it's, you know, it's, it's always there for us, it always supports us, it's part of us now, he's, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was actually lined up to be the original bass player. No way! Yeah, 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 so he's been close yeah. to the band from the start. But, um, yeah, with uh, work commitments and, you know, um, at the time, you know, he, he not long had a daughter, Alice. Um, you know, he's like, oh, I can't commit to the band life again, so, but yeah. It's a management life instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably, probably yeah. even worse. I was going to say, more work. We got the easy job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you released your debut album in 2019, which was really, really well received. Um, so you opted for the album in over an EP, and yes. do you think that guy's kind of gave you a better platform to showcase what you what you can offer? I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, because yeah. um, we, we wanted to go for an album uh, to sort of showcase everything that we got up to there, to that point in time. Um, we just had Chris leave the band, um, you know, well, I don't say not just, but yeah. um, we sort of, at the point where we were writing it again, it sort of almost complete. Chris had left the band, so we were sort Tour the album at all? We were absolutely great. We have an excess of merch. We managed to get about four gigs. Four gigs in. Great gigs as well. They were, no, they were, they were. Obviously, we had the album launch at the end of November. I'll tell you what, it was Halloween. Yeah, yeah, Halloween. Then I think we had November and December off. song there uh, the feast that, that's yeah. a new track is it awesome so what what's going to come in next with that we haven't decided yet so yeah. we'll keep it quiet <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much a done deal um we you know we, we sort of look at how the tracks are laid out how they, how they sort of flow if it's a you know a swift punch to the throat kind of track you know we keep them short you know and yeah. like we did like ultimatum and dine eyes kept them sort of around three minutes Yeah. Um, you know when there's a lot more scope 
to get you over to Irish soil soon and uh, thank you so much for this and uh, yeah check out uh, Ash and Crown
listening to the Metal Cell podcast. I'm here with uh, Chris and Dave. Uh, how are you getting on, lads? Unreal. Great to be here, isn't it? All good, yeah. Really enjoying the buzz of the festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just landed recently in Offaly. Yeah, I um, made an 18-hour drive from Cork to Belfast, Belfast to Scotland, Scotland down, uh, just because that's what had to be done. Uh, <laughs> but we got here yesterday, saw like 20,000 people in the field, and we weren't tired anymore. So. <laughs> Class. And he, it was the uh, uh, Metal Cell Podcast most valuable person, Pavel, who got you here, I believe. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, he's the most hardworking man in Ireland, I think, for bands like. So. Oh. Suits there, head on slug, everyone drives everybody. So. Yeah, he He's like the taxi for all Irish metal bands. What a hero. I, I bumped into him actually and I didn't recognize him now that he's got hair. Yeah. I, I literally was like, oh, hi. And he was like, hi. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's Pavel. It was really, really The long hair suits him, right? It's class, yeah, it really does. Um, so he released a Gateway Drug this week. Have you got any bit of reception back on it? What, what, what are people's feelings on it? Yeah, it was, it's been unbelievable. Um, absolutely flooded with messages and uh, getting tagged and all that stuff and it's gotten loads of views on YouTube and, and Spotify and even like Instagram and Facebook so it's probably been like gone down better than anything we've done in a while like and it's great to finally release something because we've been sitting on it for most of the pandemic so I think you picked a really good time to release it as well just I, and you're going to play it I suppose here are you? yeah absolutely uh, that was it when we knew Bloodstock was happening we said right now it's time to start rolling these songs out you know uh, we'd been sitting on them for ages but we didn't want to put them out unless we could play a gig back at least some of it you know and now with geeks coming back somewhat you know it's on the horizon anyway something we could think about we could put out music and be excited about actually looking forward to playing it live you know yeah exactly and was it Lou's John you worked with on this one yeah yeah absolutely yeah Lou Joe as we call him uh, he's you know super dude and like easiest guy to work with and we absolutely loved what he got out of us like we went over there a little bit nervous I guess because it was our first time in like a you know a proper studio you know so to speak um, no offense to anyone else we've worked with in the past, but yeah, it's a, a studio outside of our own country. But no, Lujo is a cool dude, um, highly recommended, and we were delighted with the, the final product. And was the process a lot different to what you're used to, or did you kind of just... No, like in, term, in terms of like writing, we wrote everything together in a room, leading up to recording, and it crossed about maybe six, eight months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, when we got in there, you know, he helped us make some changes with stuff that, you know, maybe we thought could have been a little bit better here or there, and like... As I said before, super dude to work with, and I'd recommend him to anyone. Awesome. Was it through the conjurer that you, uh, the conjurer that you met him, or? Yeah, so like obviously we were a big fan of that conjurer record, and then we got conjurer over to Ireland, um, and then he'd also recorded Palm Reader, who we'd brought over to Ireland before that, and then there were so many other records that he was just putting out, and we thought like we loved the sound, and we thought like this is the guy to go to, not even just because like of any sort of hype behind any bands he's working with, just the, that was our favorite production of. Uh, the, our favourite records that were coming out were done by him so we were like we need to go to him <laughs> unreal unreal and look people who've seen your documentary Doom from the start will have seen you are so hard working going over to Russia and playing to like small clubs a few people it must be it must feel great to come over and be on the Sophie stage here at Bloodstock totally uh, and one thing we've noticed as well is like we've been over to the UK a handful of times playing like medium sized shows sometimes there's been like three people at a show like the odd show but we've started getting messages from people that have seen us like one of, they were one of the three people at that show yeah. in like Corby that time and yeah. they're like I'm at Bloodstock I'm gonna come see you so it's starting to see like you know even like you say go to Russia and play some smaller shows it is like all contributing to building a fan base you know and like starting to see that come to fruition here now with this festival and stuff yeah and like I suppose he, from what I've seen of that documentary he put effort into every single one of those shows he didn't just phone it in when there's a few people there he put as much effort into every single one of them and it, it's paying off and 
Now, are you like? Big believer in like, 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 I've been at shows where I'm one of three people or one of ten people at the show, and it can feel awkward because you're like, oh, I feel bad for the band or whatever. But when the band come out and smash it, you forget that you're one of ten people there, and like that's what we want people to like. We're playing a small show, we don't want them to know that they're at a small show. It's like everyone get up here, let's have a fucking good time, exactly. you know, regardless. If, if people are paying in, they deserve to see the same band, whether it's ten people in front of us or like a thousand people in front of us. You know, we're gonna put on the same show. Fair play to you. And look, you're one of the most ferocious bands I've ever seen live. I think the only time I've sweated more is when I've seen Ramstein. Oh. So uh, how, how, are you, how are you feeling about bringing that to the big stage? Because you're in small venues and it's, it's, you can build that yeah, kind of atmosphere, yeah. bringing it to a bigger stage. Like we feed off, like when we play our best is when we feed, when we can feel the energy coming back from the crowd. So we'll come out guns blazing. We'll be running all over the place trying to encourage people. If we get that energy back, especially a big tent like Smoky Stage, if there's a couple of thousand people in there and we can feel that energy, it's just gonna push us even further, and we don't know how mad we'll go then, you know. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be absolutely chaotic. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I actually can't wait it's to see. It's such a like, cool stage, right? It's deadly, yeah. And I seen Ken Todd sub there last year, and it was probably one of the best live acts I've ever seen. It was fucking amazing. The crowd would be behind you the whole way as well, like you know. And how did it actually come about? She, um, you getting on the sub stage? Unfortunately, no, because obviously, like, I've been back home, you know, gigs aren't running in Ireland at the moment, really. I know they just announced that, you know, was it 200 people can attend, like, outdoor events? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we've nothing planned, but we definitely want to start booking things if we can. Abroad, I guess, is probably the best option for now. But, um, I think our focus is, like, once we play this show, uh, to try and, get off the back of that, putting out the album, to try and build up some excitement and get some more bookings going, you know? Yeah. It's probably going to be always set on the UK for now because things are opening back up over here and yeah. I think it's only a matter of time till Ireland adopts the model that they're using here because it's this is safe like everyone's tested coming in yeah. uh, and so like we can all walk around without masks hug each other yeah. and nobody's like oh my god I'm going to catch COVID and, yeah. you know like we're vaccinated as well so yeah. we're not like too concerned you know and I think once if Ireland starts adopting a system where there's no social distancing events that's where we're going to be back you know it's just a matter of time really. yeah and look we all can't wait to, to get you back in Irish uh, stages and look we'll be supporting the Cork boys now uh, in the Sophie stage yeah. I can't wait for it and look thanks so much for doing this lads yeah, yeah thank you yeah. for meeting us Daniel delighted to be here Stream Scare
it's Friday here at Bloodstock and I'm here with the crawling. Um, played last night and absolutely blew the Sophie stage away. How are you getting on lads? Very, very well. Nice and rest of Uh, you can enjoy the day now, but you absolutely had a packed tent last night. It must have been some feeling. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, everything just came, you know, the massive sort of big crowd and the power of what him and Robbie did. I think it was a, just fantastic. Basically, everything I envisioned was how it was going to go. It was like, yeah, it's about that. It was fantastic. Yeah, and you had the crowd on your side. They were all rooting for you. And there's a lot of people wearing the crawling merch as well. Yes, it's always good to see. There's a good crawling army out there. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I suppose there was no other bands playing at the time, so you had everyone there. So that was class. Like. Yeah, it always works out well. So you can't Sorry, but Venom, so we'll see you next time. But we didn't have that problem yesterday, so it was good. So you brought out the Sparrow there, most recent single, uh, Kelvin doing the artwork is, is class. Yeah, what, what's next, lads? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm next. Um, well, basically, we'll be working towards the album now. Uh, we still need to see what way the live circuit's going to go, if it's going to literally open up again, or what we're going to have to do to see if it's still going to be complicated or weird. Once I have an idea that the touring cycle can happen, happen, well, then we'll make a point to get the album done. So that's what we're going to work on now. So you've no, no plans for a tour at the moment? It's kind of hard to book anything, I suppose. Yeah, do you know what? I'm just so fucking bored of booking stuff and then cancelling it, and then announcing stuff and then you cancel it, and it's just like, it's, it's too much heartache, yeah. you know? So, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, dead right. Are you going to kind of wait? When, when are you going to have the, the album coming out, do you think, actually? Again, it just depends. But I mean, I would imagine, ideally in my head, April, May next year, but it, it does depend if there's a supporting touring cycle to go with it. Yeah, I def- I, by that time, though, 100% will be back in action I'd say but uh, it's so. it's so. it's so great to be here though and no Covid it doesn't feel like there's Covid it doesn't feel like it exists no, yeah. first day I think we were a wee, a wee bit well I was personally just for the first day I was a bit nervous about yeah. getting back into big crowds and stuff like that but I think yesterday we were sort of relaxed into it and because I had the first day I think we we're all just in festival mode now and it's yeah. kind of forgetting about yeah. everything back home and what's going on um, so fetal juice you caught obviously then this morning. Who else are you looking forward to seeing over the weekend? again very soon.
listening to the Metal Cell podcast. I'm here with Neil from Elimination. How are you today, Neil? All good, all good. Glad to be back at Bloodstock. Yeah, brilliant. You're, you're come down from Ipswich, was it? Yeah, Ipswich, down the um, southeast coast. So, long drive, but we made it. Yeah. And when did you get the call that you were going to be playing at Bloodstock? Sunday. Sunday about four or five o'clock. A mass charge had to pull out, so we got the call. It was like, ah. Oh. So we wrote, our, our second guitarist couldn't make it. So we had a rope in a uh, depth short notice. A drummer couldn't do it, so we had to got back in tracks. Um, got here, first practice with the um, new guitarist, who's also the guitarist on the killer. Um, yeah, it was in the car park yesterday here, and then we ran through the set again earlier today. Wow, really rock and roll, really rock and roll. Um, so, have you had any other gigs since life returned? Kind of. Um, we had last gig before lockdown was 2019 December, but we've had a couple in our lo- just hometown local gigs. Um, apart from that, nothing big, nothing major. Yeah, cool. So you uh, you started in 2007 um, with various album and EP releases before 2011. But after the Blood of the Titans album, there was like a gap of nine years until your Of Gods and Beasts EP. So what brought Elimination back? Well, it's kind of like we split up in 2013 just because everyone started coming adult. People, <laughs> uh, a guitarist moved to America because he met, he, met, he, he met his fiancée and... They moved America, moved to America, um, and the other guitarist is basically wanted kids and all that sort of thing. So it got to a point where everyone was sort of, sort of splitting off, doing their own thing. It was like, well, we might as well give it a rest and see how it goes. So I sort of gave it a rest for a couple of years, and then we got to 2017, which is our 10 year anniversary, and um, I got some of the band to get back together. We did a couple of shows, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. So I asked the other guys, "Do you want to carry on?" They went, "No, not really. It was fun doing the gigs, but..." They had other commitments, so I just got other people in. And I thought I, I, I've been sitting on all these like CDs and merch from um, years ago, and I thought I'm always get back on it and just got more people in, and here we are. Here we are, and that's awesome. You know, it's great to get back to it, and obviously your passion is still there for you. And uh, yeah, so so Overkill song is that where you got your name? Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, back in we were, we were thinking about names and. Um, Going, we were big, big, still are, but we were big overkill fans back in the when we first started, and yeah, just that came up, and we were like, that's an awesome name. Yeah, and and would you say thrash is kind of your main influence, so? Yeah, thrash and a bit of um, you know, new wave of British heavy metal in there as well, but mainly thrash or Slayer, Metallica, um, Hugh Ice Earth influences as well, and Juice Priest, but uh, yeah, mainly sort of if you like your hat, thrash heavy and fast with a bit of me- melody, then those four bands for you. Yeah, awesome. I, I actually think uh, Richie, um, the guy who actually runs Metal Cell, will absolutely love you. He's a huge thrash fan, so yeah, he'll definitely be checking you out. And I, I absolutely love the um, of Gods and Beasts artwork. Um, so it looks like you've got the same artist to do your new album, uh, Echoes of the Abyss. Is it the yeah, same guy? Yeah, yeah, Head Split Designs. He's from um, in France, so we enjoy it. We'd really like the um, EP artwork, so we've got to do the same thing again. We sort of carried on that beast sort of um, effect as well, so that's good. Really cool, make some cool t-shirts, all right. Um, so you've got um, Echoes of the Abyss coming on the 29th of October. Yep. Uh, what's next, the tour? Um, we'll see how the end of this year go, because obviously everyone's still a bit on edge about things and COVID and whatnot. So we've got a couple of gigs, like we've got today, we've got another one in our hometown, we've got Hastings on the 20th of, um, of November as well, So um, and Norwich in September. So we're doing sort of localish gigs at the moment, and then see how the end of the year sort of pans out and then we're gonna see 
see how yeah, next year we've got yeah, so we get the album out and then see how it goes from there. Very cool. So would you consider coming over to the, the other side of the pond over to Ireland? If someone will book us, we will come. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for chatting to me today and I wish you the very best luck. You're going to kick ass later on. Thank you very much.
10 ton slug before. Like them. They're so good. Um, and you guys are so suited to them, the kind of sludgy vibe. Would you be coming over to Ireland anytime, do you think? Oh, we'd love to. 100% would love to do that. Definitely. So, um, look, I heard it's yourself and Pete's 10 year anniversary at Bloodstock. Um, who are you looking most forward to seeing? I, I want to see Conan tonight because I don't value my internal organs. And I feel like they need to be rearranged by fate. Yeah. So <laughs> well, Conan are the band to do that for you, Sarah. They're the band to do that for you. So look, thank you so much for chatting to me. And, uh, and look, enjoy the rest of the festival. <laughs>
I'm here with King Witch, who played a blasting set last night uh, to an absolutely packed tent. How are you feeling, guys? Fucking awesome. It was amazing. It was like such a surreal experience for like fucking four years just doing that. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you, you had the, the crowd in your hands as well. Like they uh, they were loving it, and it was it was packed to the outside. She only lived five minutes from Cypress Avenue. It's some venue. It's in the Cincinnati. Yeah, and you're commenting on how clean it is there, like, because it's brand new. But I don't know how, I don't know how long that's going to last. Like, you know? <laughs> Why are the floors not sticking? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'd love to have you back in Ireland again. I uh, can't wait to see um, what, what's next for you. But who are you 
you guys most looking forward to seeing now with this uh, so, the, so you can relax and enjoy on the beer again? Yeah, that'd be class. Like Devon Townsend, uh, yeah. quarantined for two weeks to be here. Like, what a legend! Like, did you see the photographs? Like, from his hotel room, because he had like his fucking. I don't know. He wasn't obviously wasn't in a travel lodge, but he had the fucking matches against the door and stuff. What a hero! What a hero! Well, look, lads, enjoy the rest of the festival. They're on the beer, and it's early, so it's gonna be good. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys.